G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. A biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. This is 2020 on Vision. Uh, All who are heavy laden right now might be thinking, uh, I wonder what we're going to be talking about over this next hour as we get into a conversation about weight loss. For so many of us, we want to lose those kilos and we want to keep it off. And Christmas is on its way too. Why is it? that some people just seem to stay skinny and others of us keep piling on the kilos. How do we deal with those sorts of accusations? And Sometimes, you know, we're uh, the victims of uh, fat shaming. Uh, You know, you're just a lazy glutton or you've got no self-control. And if we all just ate a little less and exercised a little more, would that really lead to long-lasting results? Well, the conversation today about our weight... And our aspiration to lose those kilos and keep them off. Our special guest today is well known to you if you're a long-time Vision listener. You'll know the name Bernie Dimit. He's been through his own weight loss journey. And you may not realise that he was plagued by obesity for over 50 years. He says his weight went up and down like a yo-yo and having processed all the great advice delivered with all the best intentions, he found a way to lose 33 kilograms without starving himself and these days finds it effortless to keep that weight off. Let me say a special welcome along to 2020. Joining me in the studio, Bernie Diamond. G'day Neil, how are you? I'm doing really well, and I must say, Bernie, you're fighting fit, uh, looking lean and trim and uh, ready to run an eight-kilometre run in how many minutes could you used to do that? 42. 42 minutes. Uh, you look like you could do that today. Uh, I wouldn't um, <laughs> I wouldn't like to try it. Nudging, nudging 65. It might take me a little bit longer. Okay. Well, uh, you might take you a little longer than it did back in your military days. Yep. Uh, that All that training to be an officer in our military. Um, you know, you've got a great story to tell. So many listeners will know you from the programs that they hear here on Vision. You know, a different perspective. You can hear that weekday mornings early and then middle of the evening in the evenings, uh, weekends, the longer Christianity works, uh, early in the morning on weekends and then later into the evening on weekends too. But uh, listeners know your name, Bernie Diamond. And we're used to hearing you reflecting on godly things, biblical foundations, uh, let me just start with something here. Um, as Christians, are there some biblical foundations? Because I'm, I'm sure that the Bible doesn't have a whole lot about uh, weight loss routines, but no. there's some things around that. No, the, the Bible doesn't have a lot around weight loss because obesity back then was very rare. Um, in fact, we know that obesity just in the last 50 years has escalated so dramatically. But... Uh, For me, it wasn't just the health issues. It wasn't just that I felt uncomfortable carrying that extra 33 kilos. It was being a good steward of the body that God's given me. And each of us have the most incredible 
body. It's just science is only just beginning to understand um, how the body functions. Um, and as the Bible says, that you are not your own. You were bought with a price. And so for me, the weight loss thing largely was driven too by being a good steward of the body that God has given me. But it's not easy in the food environment that we live in here in the 21st century. We want to be a good steward of what God has given to us. And, uh, you know, for all of us who might carry those extra kilos, Mm -hmm. uh, you might remember running that eight kilometers. Or you might remember how you used to have the energy that was seemingly unlimited. Uh, But with those extra kilos on, there's an effect on you and uh, you can't do all those things even if you'd like to. You can't do them. Um, You don't feel as well. You don't sleep as well. Um, You can't get upstairs as well. And Neil, as you and I age, let's face it, um, we want to age healthily. We don't want to be immobilized and we don't want to be in one of those little um, battery-powered scooter things because uh, we can't walk properly. So, yeah, there's a whole bunch of reasons why we want to get rid of that weight, not, not the least of which is we don't look wonderful when we're carrying the extra weight and society judges us when we carry the extra weight. Now, a little disclaimer here, because while we're talking weight loss today, Bernie, uh, it's not that you're uh, an expert dietitian, uh, you don't have special qualifications in this field, but you've got your own story to tell. Yeah, you see, I followed all the right advice. I did what the doctors told me to do. Um, cut down your fat, eat healthily, um, have have carbohydrates. Back in 1977, they invented the food pyramid. We all know the food pyramid, right? Right at the top, the peak is very, very little fat, and down the bottom is lots of carbohydrates. And that kept me struggling with my weight for over half a century. And we'll all remember that. And uh, everybody who's got a few years under their belt will remember the food pyramid. Mm. And uh, you almost are in shock when you realise that that food pyramid seems to have gotten it completely wrong. Completely wrong. So when you think about uh, the food pyramid and how that looked then, uh, and then what you discovered in taking all that great advice, uh, what does that food pyramid look to you now? Um, like like a, a complete lie. Back in 1977, the US Food and Drug Administration adopted the recommendations of the now famed and flawed Seven Countries study. I say flawed because Ansel Keys, who did that study, um, and he came up with the thesis that fat is bad. We have to reduce fat because it causes heart disease. Um, he actually studied 20 countries, not just seven. Had he chosen a, a different seven countries... He could have proven the complete opposite. So he selectively took the data, and based on that, the U.S. Food Drug Administration created the food pyramid and said, reduce fat, increase carbohydrates, and we have been incredibly compliant in doing that. Red meat consumption has gone down, dairy consumption has gone down per capita, um, and yet, since 1977, we've got fatter and fatter and fatter. Is it... Worth us considering the thought that uh, with all of the fad diets uh, that you might have seen over the decades, uh, based on the food pyramid, uh, someone coming up with a new dietary regime 
and releasing a very nice little book that's about that, that a lot of this has been about the way people have been marketing themselves, having the answers to people's weight loss challenges, uh, and having a book to sell at the same time. What are your thoughts about how all that seems to have worked with the whole weight loss industry, and as you say, coming around what now appears to be quite a lie? Yeah, I mean, it was a whole weight loss industry, and, and the whole thing is, Eat less, exercise more. Can I tell you, as someone who has lost over 20 kilos more than seven times in my life, and I am a highly disciplined person, right? German upbringing, military background, up at 2.30 every morning working. I'm as disciplined as you will find a person. That's me. How come I couldn't keep the weight off? That was the question that, that frustrated me so much. And you see all these fad diets about... Don't do this, paleo this, keto that, um, Mediterranean, this, that, and the other. We're sick of it. We're, it, it, it. It's like water off a duck's back. It's, it's like the boy that cried wolf. And so when the right thing comes along, our hearts and minds aren't open to hearing the right thing. But you never see a reunion of um, the world's biggest loser show. You know that show that used to be on and, and they would lose the weight? You never saw a reunion of them three years down the track. You know why? Because they'd put all the weight back on again. Yeah, this is the challenge, isn't it? That if you do find a diet that works, uh, you've got to make that somehow rather sustainable. Correct. It's got to be a livable lifestyle that you change to make those sorts of things uh, efficient for having keeping that weight off. And it and it's not about reducing calories. Can I say that again? It is not about reducing calories. It's about changing what you eat and turning the food pyramid completely on its head. Bernie, some people will say, well, every individual is different. Uh, we all have a different metabolism. Uh, those sorts of challenges and having a sort of a, a one-size-fits-all, and I don't think you're a one-size-fits-all uh, with all of this because some people are going to have some special circumstances in their own mm-hmm. uh, bodily makeup, their own health regime. But there is, it appears to be that there's something here that can work for a majority of people who are just wanting to lose weight, apart from those special circumstances. Yeah, look, I get really frustrated by those skinny people who are just always skinny. You know, I'm the guy that walks past the bread shop, inhales and puts two kilos on, right? I'm that guy, or past the fish and chip shop. And I was just having coffee with your offsider Andrew, outside. And he's Mr. Skinny, right? He's yeah. Mr. And, and some people seem to be able to eat whatever they want. And God bless those people. I, I really am so pleased for you, but I'm not one of those. And for anybody who, who is struggling with their weight and carrying an extra 5, 10, 15, 20 kilos, there is only one word that we need to know to remove those kilos. And that one word is insulin. I'm sure we're going to talk about that word a little bit more in our hour together, but but that's essentially it. If you're carrying a heap of weight and you've tried everything under the sun, then you and I are in the same boat, and, and that's the boat that I'm speaking from. Um, so many dietitians are healthy. Um, they, they, they control their weight effortlessly, so they speak from their perspective. And man, if you're one of those people who who doesn't struggle with you, with the weight, you don't need to go and make yourself a cup of tea. You don't need to listen to what I have to say. But, but if you're someone who's struggled, I believe that understanding the science and just doing the simple things can change your life. 
some discipline is going to be required. Uh, nice to think you can eat all the calories you want and still lose weight, but there's clearly going to be some discipline, and the discipline, I guess, is going to be around the sorts of calories that you are consuming uh, because uh, so many of us are just driven by the marketing of what's happening with uh, fast food companies and all of the sorts of things that we feel like we've got to buy when we're wandering down that aisle at the supermarket and everything looks so attractive, there's still going to be some level of discipline in the sorts of things you buy to eat. That's true. It's what you eat and when you eat that makes the difference. I eat a high-fat, low-carb diet. Can I say that again? I eat a high-fat, low-carb diet. And we can unpack that, but that's the key because... All of those snack foods. By the way, snack foods never used to exist. Neil, when you and I were kids, we'd come home from school and mum might have given us a quarter of an apple and sent us out to play. And what did she say? Don't snack because you'll spoil your Appetite. dinner, mm, right? Yeah, yeah. And and so we never used to have snack foods. Now we've invented a whole um, food industrial complex that churns out high-carbohydrate, high-processed snack foods as though that is somehow normal. People, it is not normal. That's never how we used to eat. Let's come back to a spirituality here that we might have as Christian believers. And as you say, you know, uh, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Um, Be a good steward of that. Um, If we're talking about the sorts of things we might change in our thinking, Uh, the sorts of attitudes we might have towards our own body. Is there something, I mean, even to the thought of self-control, you know, one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit, is there something here that is almost like a superpower that we can call on when we call on the name of the Lord? (laughs) You know, it's one thing to think of salvation. Another thing to think, well, we're battling something here. Is there something we can glean from our relationship with God that's going to give us an extra impetus in getting things right? People often quote Jesus to say um, that he said the truth will set you free. Um, But actually, that's only half of what he said. What he actually said was you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Now, he was talking in the context, to be fair, of God's word, right, of his word. But we've lost, we don't know the truth. We haven't heard the truth. And so I I actually think that the way food works in, in our world today is demonic. Right. I actually think that the way in which we've been led into this this bad way of eating and drinking, um, of high sugar, um, high fructose, high refined carbohydrate diet, um, is something that's not of God. And and let's go back to eat how our grandparents used to eat. My grandparents used to eat food cooked in lard. They used to have bacon and eggs for breakfast, cooked in butter, right? So we need to know the truth. And the problem is that the whole marketing machinery that you referred to of the food industrial complex, it, it's no good for the food industrial complex if you and I eat healthily. It's no good for the food industrial complex if you and I don't get diabetes and we don't get heart disease because that's what I'm not, I'm not saying the doctors are bad. Please don't get me wrong. That's, that's not what I'm saying. But the whole thing, I think, has been geared through deception to lead us into a way of eating that's making us sick and causing people to lose their lives much sooner than they should. Before we take any calls, Bernie, there's something very important to understand, I imagine, when we're talking through these sorts of issues. 
And uh, you mentioned it just a little earlier. Our body uh, it releases insulin. And this issue of insulin and the way we become resistant to that has an important dimension when it comes to losing weight. What are your thoughts here? It's very simple. Carbohydrates spike your insulin. Insulin is necessary to life. Um, it travels, it takes glucose to your, your body to feed every cell in your body, um, and that's very important. But it's also your fat-storing hormone. And what we've done with all the processed food that we have in this world today is we're constantly spiking our insulin. The reason I eat a high-fat diet is fat has almost a zero impact on insulin, and insulin is your fat-storing hormone. So you eat, you eat more than you need, um, then your body will store some of that as glycogen in your liver and your muscles. That's great. That's your ready source of, 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 of energy. But you can only store about 24 hours worth. So if you eat more than you need, insulin will then say, okay, I'll store that as fat. That's the job of insulin. And when your insulin is, is high, it's almost impossible to lose fat because your insulin is one direction, right? It pushes into your fat cells. So you need to lower your insulin in order to lose weight. That's non-controversial. That is well known. And because the the carbs that we're eating, hey, I eat carbs. I eat beans and I eat um, cabbage and I eat a whole bunch of really lovely carbohydrate vegetables, but I don't eat lots of sugar. Sugar is the, the worst of all the carbs and I don't eat any processed carbs. Any cocaine addict will tell you the best sort of coke is the sort that's finely ground because it gives you the quickest hit. It's exactly the same with the refined carbs. The flour is so finely ground, it gives you a quick hit of energy. Your insulin goes up, it stores fat, it drops down, you're hungry again, so you eat more. And actually, by reducing the amount of refined carbs in your body, you reduce the insulin response and you reduce your appetite. This is not about self-control. This is about stopping the things that's breaking your apostat, the thing that tells you that you're full, so that you can actually eat. I eat less because I'm not hungry. I don't eat less because I'm a good guy. I eat less because I'm not as hungry as I used to be. Let's take some calls. 1-800-316-316. Let's take a call. Steve is in Parks in New South Wales. Hey, Steve, welcome along. Yeah, good day and Merry Christmas to the both of you. So I hope you have a beautiful Christmas and to all your listeners. Thank you, Have Steve. a chance to get out and do the things you love doing over Christmas. That's great. So I'm yes. call calling about a very difficult subject. Nobody wants to talk about it. Medically induced weight gain caused by corticosteroids. Um, I'm asthmatic, have been all my life. Uh, and there are tens of thousands, or thousands of people out there who suffer from asthma. Uh, I have no choice. In, in, um, if I don't take the corticosteroids, I die. I, I've asked to come off corticosteroids, but doctors refuse. Um, is there any... Uh, uh, hope or, or alternative, um, you know, uh, uh, the, the medically induced weight gain and corticosteroids. I don't eat breakfast. I don't eat lunch. I just have dinner, and that usually, you know, I still stick to the um, uh, traditional foods, you know, uh, meat, fish, uh, chicken. Um, uh, I love steamed vegetables. 
Uh, I, I admit that I love uh, fruit salad in the tins, but I tip out the, the juice. Steve, um, uh, let's get a thought or two from Bernie. And uh, just to reflect, as we said earlier on, uh, Bernie's not a specially medically qualified dietitian to be speaking into this. And you've come up with uh, what might be sort of into a realm that is not uh, in uh, Bernie's expertise. But Bernie, what are your thoughts as Steve shares those things? I'm not a doctor, right? I can't give you medical advice. Let's make that clear. And and I, on occasions, through some, some inflammation and pain, have had to take steroids. And I know absolutely what you're saying, Steve, um, that, that steroids push your weight up. I, I, I don't like taking steroids every now and then. I have to. Um, so I, I honestly, Steve, I can't comment because I have nothing, nothing. I just don't have the expertise to comment. Steve, anything quickly further to add? Yeah, God bless you both. I hope you have a beautiful Christmas and a chance to get out and do the things you love doing. In other words, enjoy life. Yeah, Good but we don't you. all live in parks, Steve, so we'll just have to struggle <laughs> along, man. Keep the faith and soldier on. Uh, good Pleasure. on you, Steve. Uh, 1-800-316-316 to join in our conversation. 1-800-316-316. Let's take another call. Neil is in Melbourne. Hey, Neil, welcome. Hello, Neil. Hello, it's Neil speaking, yes. Yes, Neil, what um, are your thoughts? Well, um, years ago... Um my mother used to tell me um, people dig their graves with their teeth. <laughs> so be careful what you eat because that will be what you are and send you on their way. And the other thing she pointed out to me years ago, people in Christian service should be careful about diet, etc. Not for anything special, but the fact that they've studied for ministry and if they die young due to bad lifestyle, um, that was not good. So I thought I'd put those two through you. Really good insights, Neil. Uh, thoughts from Bernie? Yeah, I love that. You dig your grave with your teeth. And I think medicine has lost sight of that. Hippocrates said that, that food is your medicine. Um, and he's the founder of, of, of modern modern medicine. Uh, I, I get really upset when I... I Listen to all this Ozone Peak thing, which is the latest, you know, take injections to lose weight. Um, all you have to do is see the truth and see that it's the diet. And it's the diet, it's what we're eating, the refined carbohydrates that is causing the weight gain. And, and I hear what you're saying there, brother. I, you know, as a minister of the gospel, I was carrying an extra 30 kilos around. Firstly, that's, that makes you look like you don't have self-control, so you don't have a right to preach the gospel. Even though obesity is not about self-control, it's about we're eating the wrong stuff, which is causing our appetite to go up. Can I just, a quick analogy. Before I came to Vision yesterday, I was at a coffee shop and two young women walked, walked through the coffee shop, um, mid-twenties, I'm thinking, and one was very pretty, very slim, and the other one, same age, was way overweight. I bet you the world treats those two girls differently. Because we fat shame them. We do. And uh, there's something, I think, uh, in our own attitude uh, to those within our own families and within our own church uh, that we have to be very, very cautious about the way we do even even talk about our own weight loss journey because uh, that, that can have its ramifications too, can't it? I wasn't fat 
because I was a glutton any more than a person is tall because they do stretching exercises, right? I, I was overweight because the food that I was eating was hijacking my apostat, the thing that told me that I'm full, and therefore I was always hungry, and therefore I always ate. And when you take out the food which causes that thing, you lose weight. Please never look at a person who is obese and think that they are a slugger, that they are lazy, that they don't have self-control. That person has struggled with their weight so long, tried everything under the sun, and yet has followed the best medical advice for the last 50 years and is still carrying that weight. Neil in Melbourne, thank you so much for your call. Let's take another one before news. Elvira is in Albany in WA. Hey, Elvira, welcome along. Albany and Neil, how are you going? Good, good. What are your thoughts? Well, look, I turned on two minutes before I got home. I know about diet and eating, uh, a special eating plan, and I, I do not have a weight problem, but I've had a lot of um, other issues with my health. And because of that, I've had to change the diet dramatically. And recently, I've gone on to paleo, so carnivore. Paleo and diet really and a carnivore diet. Okay. And uh, yes. yes, when you're on medication and needing to change all sorts of things, a thought or two from Bernie quickly? There's a lot of evidence to say that the carnivore diet is, is actually quite successful. Firstly, it's a zero-carbohydrate diet. Um, I tend to think that, and, and yours is obviously a special case, you have medical issues. I tend to think that God created us as omnivores, and I love my vegetables, and, and so I will eat a lot of vegetables with my meat. Um, but, um, yeah, it, it's, it's, about, it's about reducing the carbs however you do it. The Mediterranean diet, people think, ah, I can eat all this pasta. Actually, um, those people who live in countries that, uh, that use the Mediterranean diet in practice eat very little pasta. So it's about reducing the carbs however you do it. Uh, Bernie, before we take any more calls, let me just ask you, and if you've got any thoughts, why do you think we have gotten uh, fatter over these last 50 years? Well, go back to my school photos and all the kids were skinny, right? Um, and we've become fatter because we've followed the medical advice, which has been don't eat too much fat, eat lots of carbohydrates. Do you know how much sugar is in barbecue sauce? 42% by weight. Tomato sauce, 35% by weight. The healthiest muesli you can buy, 35% sugar by weight. Back in the early 1800s, the average Brit was eating 7 kilos of sugar a year. Today, the average Australian is eating over 70, 70 kilograms of sugar every year. Are we surprised that people are dropping like flies from obesity, from heart disease, from diabetes? We shouldn't be. Taking calls, let's take a call from Jenny, who is in Fawcett in Tasmania. Hello, Jenny. Thanks for waiting patiently. Jenny, are you with us? Looks like Jenny's dropped out. Jenny, you might need to call us back. 1-800-316-316. Let's try John in Gordonvale in Queensland. Hi, John. Hello. How are you going? Good, John. What are your thoughts? Um... Uh, I've just got a, a, a quick testimony first, I suppose. Um, uh, I'm, I'm probably only been saved maybe in heaven towards my seventh year, I guess. I'm 65 years old. Um, I 
Um, uh, actually came to Christ listening to Greg Laurie on, on Vision Radio one morning wow. on the way to work. Go, Greg Laurie. And, um, wow, that's a, yeah. great, that's a great testimony. Yeah, yes, and it's, uh, it, it was wonderful because I, I, when I was about 25, I was going to Assembly of God Church down south, and I actually thought I was saved for most of my life, but <laughs> in only recent years I realised I wasn't. And um, I'd, I'd come across a church up here, and we, and I'm still with it, well, still with the same church. But, but um, I just thought I'd mention that because it's, it's um, uh, a wonderful thing that happens with Greg Laurie every morning on the radio and, e- and afternoon, and it happens to be, be on when I'm to and from work. So I was bound to catch him one way or the other, I guess. But uh, my thoughts, anyway, on on uh, what you talk about diet, because it's it's quite a timely thing, really, and uh, uh, a lot of us Christians can be overweight or, or have ill health of of all sorts. But um, it was uh, probably about maybe five years ago I um, prayed to the Lord about my health because I just started getting out and with me dog and walking the streets and then I met, met a friend and we started walking up in the hills and I re- started to realise I was a little bit, I wasn't as fit as I thought I was even though I'm still working and, and work a pretty uh, hectic uh, working life as well, strenuous wise. Um, but anyway, th- through this uh, period I, I decided to pray to the Lord uh, for guidance in my health and the thoughts that come to mind as I was praying uh, in this area was uh, for the Lord to take away the stuff that I don't need and to add what I do need. And as it turns out, um, he, he gave me a diet for in the morning, uh, a diet to suit my work and life, and a, a diet at night time, which is just the basic uh, meat and three veg in the evening to get get me through so I'm not having too much to eat before I go to sleep. And the one in the morning is um, salmon and avocado on toast. <laughs> and I've been having the same breakfast. Um, you know what? I'm impressed by the thought of I'm going to pray. I'm going to ask God to take those things away and add those things too that are going to help my journey on health and weight loss. And uh, and without having a whole lot of extra medical advice, uh, we'll consider that inspiration, even revelation, that mm. can come to the heart as to how I might change things. Bernie, as you hear that sort of testimony, what are your thoughts for John? Oh, man, keep eating that salmon and that avocado. Um, go light on the toast because it's full of carbohydrates. Um, but, yeah, I think I think... If we pray um, for God to open our hearts, to open our eyes, um, because God's truth is often counterintuitive. God's truth often flies in the face of so-called worldly wisdom. And man, the worldly wisdom on food at the moment is killing us. And this would be the case, wouldn't it? Uh, And John adds just a super dimension here. It's It's not about, oh, just listen to Bernie and do what he says. Actually, uh, every one of us can be on our knees before God and saying, what's right for me? Is what Bernie said right? Is what uh, I'm hearing from you know, the latest fad diet advocates right? And being able to discern. So this, this issue of discernment, this works in a whole lot of different dimensions and it can work with our health. Absolutely. 
Thank you so much, John, for great contribution. 1-800-316-316 to uh, be part of our conversation today. Let's try Jenny in Fawcett in Tasmania. Are you, are you there, Jenny? I am, I got yes. you this time. Good that you're back. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, I just wanted to say that, like, I've had a problem with weight all my... Well, since I was 14, I was actually very thin as a child. But since I came over to Tasmania for a holiday with my auntie, my mum told told her that I was very fussy with food and she just fed me eggs and bacon and chips. And I put on a lot of weight and I was never able to lose that weight. And I have tried probably a lot of diets and I gave up on diets. I've given up on diets. Me too. um, now for years um but i just wanted to say like i became a diabetic in my 50s which every member of my family it happened to in our 50s we all came down with type 2 diabetes and um and so then i've been on insulin and everything else but i went to a specialist for about an operation and he said you need to lose weight go home and lose weight and I was really upset with him um, for telling me to lose weight I thought do you know how hard it is when you're on insulin a high a reasonable it's almost impossible yeah and then also with the sodium valparate for recent epilepsy and so both those can help you to cause you to put on weight Mm -hmm. but anyway I went I thought I've got to do something about this weight so I went to um, what they called, well, I'm, I'm not into anything with the name goddess on it, but they called it a green goddess diet. Uh, but I didn't take any part in the goddess part or whatever. Um, but just, um, they said, deconstruct your sandwich, deconstruct what you eat. And so I been doing that and in, de- in the deconstructing, so it, I have the, um, Vegetables for breakfast, a whole lot of vegetables done in olive oil. Doesn't matter what kind of vegetables, but they're vegetables. I have cabbage, cauliflower, zucchini, broccoli, anything that I fit, beans, anything that I want to eat, I just have a bit of olive oil. So I eat a whole lot of vegetables for breakfast. Then I also eat some protein for breakfast, which might be a small, tiny can of tuna or an egg not all of it, or mushrooms or something. So then I have the protein. And then after that, at the very last, I have the carbs. Now, I have only been on this recently, so I can't say it's been proven or anything like that for anyone except myself. But in about six weeks, I lost three and a half kilos. Now, that was in a combination of exercise as well. I was doing about... Um, two to three kilometres on the beach. Um, Jenny, great getting your story here. Um, What comes to mind for you, uh, Bernie, is you're hearing Jenny's story and uh, issues around diabetes and uh, and then, you know, uh, maybe we'll get into uh, the green goddess diet and what that all means, but uh, thoughts here for Jenny. My father died of diabetes. And anybody who has diabetes, I want you to take it really seriously because death from diabetes is horrendous. Your body basically rots around you and then you die, right? So diabetes is in in pandemic proportions. Diabetes is a disease of too much insulin. Sorry, type 2 diabetes 
is a disease of too much insulin. We pump the carbs, the insulin goes up, we become insulin resistant. So what does the body do? We pump more insulin and more insulin and more insulin. Takes about 20 years, you become insulin resistant and diabetic. Right? So that's the thing. And Jenny, can I just say, if you have that same breakfast and you don't eat the carbs, you will lose much more weight. Lots of olive oil, so good for you. Vegetables are so good for you. The protein so good for you. Your body must consume fats. It must. Your body must consume proteins because there are amino acids that you can't produce. Your body does not have any need for carbohydrates. They're good. They're nice. The vegetables are sensational. But if you drop the refined carbohydrates, the toast, you will lose much more weight. And for most people, the evidence is very clear. You can, you can cure your diabetes for most people, not everybody who is advanced, but for most, simply by reducing your insulin, which is done by reducing your carbohydrates. It's that simple. Yeah. Jenny, thank you so much for your call. A bunch of calls coming through. We'll try and get through as many as we can. Thank you so much. Uh, Jim is in Margate in Queensland. Hey, Jim, welcome along. Yes, uh, good morning, guys. Um, I don't know what's been uh, being said from the news up to now because uh, it, the, it didn't come through what it was. But just let me tell you, uh, about six months ago, a couple of doctors that went to our church decided to have a bit of a seminar with regards to eating and um they're retired doctors and um but they w- were very similar uh to what you're saying but more with regards to the keto diet um so probably very similar to what that was uh, with regards to and they said with all their medical training nothing was mentioned you know with regards to this um this sort of living uh, nothing was met, met, met um, said in the medical training with regards to any of this at all. It was all uh, everything else with the dietitians and everything else. So. Well, uh, you actually make a very, very powerful point there uh, when you have doctors who testify that they were not trained in the sort of thing that we're discussing today. And, and you know, uh, there, there may be some uh, level of uh, issues that they do cover, obviously, when they're talking uh, medical training and uh, diet, uh, dietary requirements and such things. But, uh, Jim, uh, good to hear that. Bernie, your thoughts for Jim? All the doctors I have spoken to, and it may have changed more recently, have said to me, we had two or three hours training in our medical degree on nutrition. We had two or three hours medical training in our, in our degree on nutrition. Um, too much of, of what doctors are taught, in my humble view, and remember I ain't no expert, right, is about how to put an ambulance at the bottom of the cliff instead of how to put someone at the top of the cliff to stop people falling off in the first place. A lot of it driven by the marketing of the uh, of the drug companies. Uh, Jim in Margate, thank you so much for your call. 1-800-316-316. If you'd like to join in our conversation, let's take another call. Karen is in Slacks Creek in Queensland. Hi, Karen. Welcome. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Good to have talking to you. Look, I'm just encouraged that people are interested in their health. You know, as a nurse, and I'm, um, you know, um, not promoting any product or uh, denigrating anyone, but, you know, we're not um, awake to as much nutrition as we need to be. Um, in terms of, there are a lot of things at the supermarket, you can walk down the shelves, and they're just packages. 
whereas um, I've been listening to some podcasts on um, YouTube of doctors and they're encouraging us to use our food as our medicine. For a start, they've um, completely reversed type 2 diabetes in like hundreds of cases. Absolutely. Absolutely true. And the way they did it was with intermittent fasting. And although I was borderline diabetes, I thought, whoa, and I've just got to... yeah, so I began to just, and I couldn't sleep, and I was on a bunch of medication because I felt down, anxious, depressed, and thankfully weaning over the years, weaned all off that, and um, making sure my one kidney stays functional, but these guys promote produce, not product. Avoid products as much as possible, like the lady who was having all the veggies for breakfast. Olive oil is so good for you. Vegetables don't have oil. Don't eat vegetable oil. It's rubbish, you know. Uh, Good thoughts, uh, Karen. Uh, Bernie? Intermittent fasting is awesome. Um, I normally don't eat breakfast. Have you heard the saying, breakfast is the most important meal of the day? That was a marketing slogan from the Kellogg's Brothers in America to sell cornflakes. Breakfast is not the most important meal of the day. The best way to keep your insulin down is to fast. Now, you might say, Bernie, I can't go without a meal. I can't starve myself. Once you're off carbs and your appetite goes down, it is a no-brainer not to have breakfast. So I have dinner at 6 at night. I don't eat till midday the next day. Um, and I've just fasted for 18 hours. I've just dropped my insulin down to almost zero for 18 hours. It is one of the healthiest things that you can possibly do, but when you're addicted to high, um, highly refined carbohydrates, and we are addicted, let's make no mistake, once you break that addiction, which takes between one and three weeks, kind of like giving up smoking but not as hard, um, then you don't desire those carbohydrates and not having breakfast, fasting is really, really easy. Neil, I didn't have breakfast this morning. Now, I did have a handful of healthy nuts before I walked in here because I'm on New South Wales time and my stomach was starting to grumble, which is not a good sound on radio, right? But intermittent fasting is the best way to reduce your insulin. Karen in Slacks Creek, thank you so much for your call. Let's see if we can squeeze in another couple of quick calls. Richard is in Alstonville in New South Wales. Hello, Richard. Good to have a New South Welshman, man. Go for it. Um, I had a few things on my mind. I've um, I've done um, played football and stuff over the years, and done like just the last couple of years competitive sports like mountain biking and stuff. And you mentioned about. Um, uh, like you mentioned a fair few things, but you mentioned about carbohydrates in general. And normally in the in the sports arena, they um, they have breakfast, but they'll they'll go for more um, more grains and things, and um, yogurt and fruit and a lot of other things that that because you mentioned as well calories, which is something you, that, that's really really important. People say we need to knock out calories. That's completely false. Absolutely, your body your body uses the calories. It stores it, and then when it's ready, it uses it. So, and and athlete, athletes eat a lot more because they put it in, and they're going to burn it at, at an excess um, rate. So you're going to get rid of it quickly when when you start using it. So you need the fuel there to use. But I guess my question for you is: 
Leviticus talks about like in health and disease and a lot of the ways we're supposed to live. Is there is there another book in the Bible where it talks about um, what we should eat and put in, or is it just a basic rule? Do you think? No, that look the Bible doesn't talk much about diet other than from a a Levitical religious perspective because obesity simply didn't exist the way it does today. Um, it it just didn't. Interestingly, I, I'd point you um, to to the the website twenty five kgs dot com. Um, I did a TV interview with Professor Tim Noakes from South Africa, which is which you can watch on twenty five kgs dot com. Um, and he was, well, he is a sports medicine specialist, and he wrote a book called The Law of Running, which is kind of the running bible in the world. And he famously tore out the chapter once he figured out that carbs were bad for you, where he wrote that athletes should eat carbohydrates. He was a marathon runner. He is now a diabetic because he ate too many carbohydrates. So, yeah. And, and in fact, half the Australian cricket team is on a keto diet. Uh, David Warner, any cricketers? David Warner used to be quite a chubby lad. He's now lean, mean fighting machine because he is on a keto diet, which is a low-carbohydrate diet. Many high-performance athletes have very substantially reduced their carbohydrate intake. Hey, Richard, thank you so much for a great insight. Uh, squeeze one more call in before we've got to wrap things up, and I'll tell you how you can connect with a very good way of uh, checking out. We'll mention that, uh, that website, and Bernie just said, let's hear from Helen in Tasmania. Hey, Helen. Welcome along. Yeah, hi, 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 Neil. Look, it's just I hope I haven't missed the important fact. It's okay. The book there, Bernie, is what, 25kgs, was it? The website is 25kgs.com. The number two, the number five, kgs.com. Um, and you right. push a button and you download the e-booklet, save it to your device and read it at your leisure. Mm. No email address required. Right. It'll directly download. Don't forget oh. to save it. 25kgs.com. Mm. And and the book that you wrote, uh, yeah. Bernie, that people can uh, can download, uh, it's called mm. Top Five Secrets for Losing Weight and Keeping It Off. Oh, yep. okay. And the top secret, the top yep. secret mm. is that obesity mm. is not about being a glutton. Obesity is a hormonal disease that we need mm. to treat with diet. So, sorry about that. Top Five Secrets, can you press repeat just, that No, again? just sorry, go to Bernie. 25kgs.com and press the button that says download the free e-booklet. That's all you need to know. Right, Wonderful. okay then. Now, there's, there's a couple of things that I just wanted to mention. Now, let's hope I've got a husband that's ex-army, obviously military, but um, now he's a very, very serious diabetic, but he had major brain hemorrhage when he was, you know, 32. Mm -hmm. But just the same, he's very health conscious. He's very, very, he's amazing, right? In, in, with his faith in the Lord, we both are. Now, I have two very important things I need to ask here. You did mention about um, less carbs and more protein. Is that correct? Less carbs, more fat. Bacon, eggs, oh, olive yeah. oil, the good yeah. oils, not mm -hmm. the vegetable oils. Yeah. If you reduce your carbohydrates, you've got to replace yeah. them with something. Um, you've got to replace them from a calorie perspective and you've got to replace them from a flavor perspective. So if you reduce your carbohydrates, mm -hmm. increase your fat. Do not be afraid of fat, especially olive oil, especially butter, especially oh, okay. dairy. Um, please don't mm -hmm. have those vegetable oils. The What, what are they? The, the various vegetable oils, the Crisco oh, oil, yeah. the the sunflower oil, they are high in omega-6, which is highly inflammatory. The reason God Gee. talks about olive oil in the Bible is mm. it's really good for you and it tastes sensational. <laughs> uh, Helen, you said there's one more thing. Be very quick. What was yeah, the other one? Now also, very, very quickly here. Now, you know, if your body is under stress, 
does that bloat the body and make a person put up put weight on? Absolutely. If your body is under stress, you produce more cortisol, um, and cortisol will, will cause you to put on weight. That's why sleep is important. That's why managing stress is important. I know on the days when I don't get a good night's sleep, I will eat more the next day, guaranteed, um, because my body is trying to compensate. Helen in Tasmania, thank you so much for your call. Time has run out and there's so many other dimensions to be able to cover on this and maybe we'll get Bernie back in another day, but uh, we'll see what we can do with that. Hey, just to reinforce those connecting points, we did mention Bernie's got a booklet. It's called Top 5 Secrets for Losing Weight and Keeping It Off. Uh, it's available absolutely free as an instant download of that e-booklet at the 25kgs.com website, 25kgs.com. Bernie's website is Christianity Works, and you might even want to keep up with some of the things that Bernie's involved in. As you know, that uh, Christianity Works, a different perspective. These are programs that are translated into numerous languages, and uh, it's a global ministry that you're leading, Bernie, and you're a Bible teacher. So talking about weight loss today and bringing some uh, spiritual association to understanding where our faith sits in that is just so valuable for us. But for listeners to connect with Bernie, ChristianityWorks.com. And of course, uh, as I said a little earlier, you can hear Bernie on vision, uh, both a different perspective and Christianity Works. And you might want to check your program guide with your particular state and your time zone uh, to hear exactly when those are on. Uh, Bernie Diamond. Just wonderful getting your insights. Uh, thank you so much for sharing those with us today on 2020. Thanks, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.